Hello, welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic podcast. I'm Chris Gallagher. Just before the podcast starts, uh, the music at the start of the show is from a band called Rock Schreller. Uh, they're an electronic group based in Thailand, but they're massive Celtic fans. They contacted us and asked if we could put some of their music on the podcast. I'm more than happy to. Um, check them out, Rock Schreller. You can see them on Facebook, facebook.com slash Rock Schreller. Um, and they've also got their own website. So check out their music. Cynic Extra podcast, your start to the footballing weekend. Um, that's a sort of tagline I've just added in. Thoughts? I like Graham, it. Yeah, you like good. it? Yeah, you're yeah. fine. Lindsay, thoughts? Yeah, happy with that. Pretty good. Pretty good. That is the voice of Graham Mackay. Mm-hmm. That's right, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Very much so. See, the thing is, I really like the band uh, Fugazi, and the lead singer's name is Ian Mackay, but for some reason, I've watched so many documentaries on him, and everyone in America pronounces his name wrong, so I started doing that. I go on holiday um, every year to America, and I'm kind of trying to tell them one by one. I, I think I, I think I'll be able to do it in the next few years, one by one, tell them that my name's pronounced Mackay. Like White and... Exactly, yeah. Like, like white and so that's Graham Graham Mackay, um, writer for the cynical writer for Warped Footage, of course, mm-hmm. um, an all round round terrific guy. You've heard them on the podcast before. We're also joined by Lindsay Hamilton. Hello, Lindsay. Hi. How are you? I'm not too bad. Uh, Lindsay has written for the um, cynical yourself as well, haven't you? Yes, I have. I did a piece in the last edition that was out. Um, I can't remember when that was out, but it was the last edition anyway. That's fine. Last edition is that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. um, tell us a little bit about uh, what is it you're kind of involved in. Um, so I, at the start of the year, with um, so there was six. I'm one of six founders of Celtic um, or Proud Huddle CSC, which is the first and, as far as I'm aware, only LGBT Celtic Sports Club. Um, so we set that up back in January 
Um, and it's been going pretty well so far. Uh, we get quite a lot of regular members that come along and watch the, the games and such. So it's it's good fun. Awesome stuff. Really, really great. I'm personally going to try and get along and watch a game um, sometime this season. Uh, so we have a massive game on, on Sunday against Aberdeen. Um, but before we do that, Graham, thoughts on Thursday? Thoughts on the victory against Rosenberg? I it was a, it was a weird game because I think we we get into their box and kind of in front of their goal more than we do like regular SPFL teams, and it was weird because it was almost as if the ball was just bouncing the totally different way from what we wanted every single time we got in front of goal. I think we could have had maybe five in the first half if the ball had just dropped for us. But uh, it just didn't seem to be happening. And then we kind of got nervous. I was really nervous because of, because of the way the result was going in Salzburg. I was thinking to myself, this is an ideal opportunity. Don't fuck this up. <laughs> I, and it just don't do like Celtic usually do. But I think looking back on it, we probably it probably wasn't that nerve-wracking. I don't know what you, what you people think. I was going to say you guys, but I'm trying to avoid that. Good. You people, you people. I don't know what you people think, but yeah, it was uh, probably wasn't as bad as it kind of felt at the time. Yeah, yeah, you dug yourself into a lovely hole there, Graham. Um, Lindsay, Always. what was your what was your take on the game? Um, first of all, Graham, you can definitely say guys. That's all good, man. <laughs> you can say guys. Um, the game, yeah, it was quite tense, like for the last ten minutes or so. Uh, I just kind of thought, oh, we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot here. Um, but I must say, I really enjoyed the first half. I just thought we were so attacking and so positive about our play. We, uh, it was just, as Graham put it, we just couldn't... The ball just wouldn't fall for us like at all. Um, but the positive was that we did make a fair amount of chances. It was good to watch. Um, but yeah... Definitely got a bit nerve-wracking towards the end, but happy to say we got the, the three points. It was a good victory in the end, so happy days. Happy days indeed. Um, Graham, we obviously do the minute by minute, so we get a little bit of insight into who you like, who you who you dislike. A couple mm-hmm. of Anchorman quotes in there on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, Lindsay, we don't know much about who your kind of favourite players are, who you're impressed with. Give us an overall kind of view of who you like in the Celtic team, who impresses you. Where am I? Right, um... I don't really think there's anyone that I like really strongly dislike. Maybe, maybe Gordon. Maybe. <laughs> you people. You people. <laughs> See, told you. Told you. Very frustrating. But he's probably about the only one. Aside from that, I adore our midfield most, most of the time. I just think James Forrest at the minute as well is just flying he's absolutely flying and he's great to watch um yeah Kieran Tierney what a boy absolutely um just cracking to just watch him just superb um but also uh the love of my life is probably a big French Eddie up top I just love him love him oh is that not a 
he's not French Eddie fans, no, just me. Oh no, I, no, sorry, I'm just um, basking in the idea of just French Eddie, just in general. He's he's terrific. Oh. He's he's everyone's favourite Frenchman, um, with the exception so, of uh, my friend Marek Stad. Um, so <laughs> when we look at um, the obviously this is the League Cup um, final. Still, kind of don't know why we still have a League Cup, but still, um, League Cup final. I'm going to go to Graham first, and I'm going to I, I pose this question to the guys. I'm going to give them a rundown, and uh, I have a feeling you're going to hurt me, Graham. Um, first League Cup final memory involving Celtic. Involving Celtic. Uh, I mean, because when I was kind of a coming of age, it wasn't. We weren't really. And then about them. Uh, so I think the first one would be Ref Rovers. I think that's... <laughs> I, can, I, I can remember walking walking from the barras. I don't know why I've got this memory in my head. I was walking from the barras as a, as a small child. And the Skull Cup final was on. And Celtic were in it and we were getting beat. I think it must have been... Would it have been the Paul Elliott one where we get beat 2-1? Uh, what, what, would, what would that have been? 90, 1991 or something? Uh, was it against Hibs? No, I, I think it was Rangers. I think I remember, remember Goff scored and Oof. Paul Elliott scored, but I, I just remember I remember it being the Skull Cup and not knowing what Skull was at the time. <laughs> uh, it sounded so nice. Uh, I've never actually tried Skull. I'll, I'll need to go back and see if it's still available. Uh, but that, I think that was one of my first memories, and then obviously the. I remember one of the things I remember was uh, at the New Year's after we could beat off Rafe Rovers. My uncle, who was a kind of like non-football fan, told this joke about this new cologne that was coming out called McStay Mist, oh, and, I, yeah. and I just wanted to punch him in the throat, even as a small child. Uh, to be honest, I want to punch him in the throat right now. Um, <laughs> can you organise that for me? Um, that you know, unthinkable for the skipper to miss. Um, devastating, um, horrific, and. Uh, yeah, thanks for bringing that up, um, Graham. Uh, yeah. Lindsay, what about yourself? You're obviously yeah, we're dinosaurs compared to your to yourself. What what's your first sort of memory of the League Cup? Or probably yeah. happy memories or Oh, totally happy, totally happy memories. But I must say, I mean, I was born in nineteen ninety four, so <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> Don't yeah. know your boss. Don't know your boss. <laughs> um so my the first final I ever went to was actually a League Cup final. And it was 2001, um, Celtic versus Kelly, Larson's yes. Patrick, uh, and the old like yellow NTL sort of jersey, the one with the sort of mm. green collar. It was tremendous. Big Sutton gets sent off as well because he absolutely clattered Gary Holt, <laughs> um, and he gets sent off. I think it was in the second half. Um, Sutton gets sent off. But Larson was just like sublime that day. He was absolutely fantastic. Was that um, the final? Was that the one where he rolled the ball under his foot to go by the goalie? Or was that yes, the one? Was that yes, the Manic? Yeah, yeah that was a goal, man. No, he did take no, but he did take it round the keeper for the for the third goal. I think that was the last goal. I think it was. I think it was. Yeah, he got he, he got a hat trick, didn't he? Uh, oh, yeah, he got a hat trick. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it was just it was just fantastic that day. Um, I think it's where we beat Rangers in the semi final. I'm pretty sure that's who we beat to get there. But that was my first memory. It was yeah, it was great. That's the semi final. Uh, I might be lying, not lying, but misinformed. Was that not where uh, Maravich gets sent off? 
you know the one I'm we talking won, about? We, we, we won 3-1, three, one, one, I think, three, in one, that semi-final. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I can't remember if Murafi gets sent off. Maybe. Was it, was it not the one that we get accused of showboating? Was that that semi-final? So many semi-finals. Um, <laughs> by the way, just so you're aware, um, I am currently looking at a framed picture of Larson in that yellow shirt, shirt lofting the League Cup. So basically that Christmas I got, uh, the Christmas after, uh, my next door neighbour bought me a framed Larson painting and it's um, with the League Cup. So just a Absolute coincidence. I'm sure no one yeah. gives a crap. Yeah. Um, but there you go. My, my next door neighbour is stamped in the floor calling us Fenian Bees. So, I mean, I guess you live in a nice area. Fenian <laughs> Bay, as in B A E, as in no, uh, before it's... anyone else. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the first one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, is your next, was your next door neighbour Drake? Is that a person? No, Lindsay, that no, uh, uh, I, don't know. I don't know what's happening there, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, right, so obviously, so the traffic stuff. Um, we've got uh, this is our what was it two fifth consecutive cup final. Obviously, the first two. The, so we're on going for our, our treble treble. Um, this is the first kind of part of the treble treble, obviously. Um, Aberdeen again. I, do you know what? I didn't realise until today that in the first season it was Aberdeen in both finals and last season it was Motherwell in both finals, mm-hmm. which yep. it's, you know, seems kind of weird. Um, Lindsay, going into this, how we're playing and everything, how Aberdeen, obviously Aberdeen just coming off the, the defeat to Motherwell as well. Um, how are you feeling? What's your expectation level? I'm, yeah, I'm pretty confident. I, I I do think we'll win the game pretty smoothly. Although I'm saying that and I am also very aware that our last two games of them have been very close. They've both been one nils, right? Like yeah. the start of the season there uh was one nil we won. But then at the end of the season they beat us one nil. Have I got that right? They beat us one right. nil. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I know I'm saying that. Um, I do feel quite confident, but at the same time, it is kind of at the back of my head that I'm like, mm, maybe, um, I should be a bit more on edge, um, with the two one nil results. But, I mean, I watched the game against uh, the Aberdeen game against Motherwell. Uh, it was just the defending was really funny. Um, laughable. Yeah, it was. It really was. But as well, like Aberdeen, are really, I don't know. It's just. Very odd. Like I find them very attacking. They've got a lot of pace in there. Like they they go forward at every opportunity they can. But they just as soon as they get in front of goal, it's ball over the the crossbar. You know, they they just can't ball past the post. Can't score. Yeah. They just don't finish at all. They can they create chances. Um, quite a lot, good chances too, and they just never finish them. Just, they're very, very bizarre to watch, um, and I just think we're too strong for them. If I'm being perfectly honest, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident about it. Good, happy with that. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Um, they've obviously brought in James Wilson from Manchester United. Um, he was kind of brought in under quite a bit of hype, um, but yeah. it's not really worked. Not really worked out. Um, Graham, what's your kind of thoughts? What's your initial thoughts with uh, you know the final? I think that this is probably the, the, the worst Aberdeen side we've played since Brendan Rodgers came in. I think this 
It, there was a thing with uh, our stats boys talking about the Aberdeen basically this little kind of comeback that they've had is kind of going against their, their stats and the fact that they're maybe not as good as the last few results have suggested. Uh, I also, one, one thing I like to do, because I'm a sick fuck, is I go into the Aberdeen forums after we've destroyed them just to see what they're saying. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I live in Germany, that's Schadenfreude, that's where that comes from. So, uh, And I, I kind of look to see what they're saying. And one of the big things they talk about is the fact that they're just sick to death of McInnes defending against us. And they, they honestly think that they would have a chance if they came at us. And I just hope to God that on Sunday they decide to actually do that because I think we would put five, six past them. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, if you listen to, the, obviously, the podcast, we consistently talk about McInnes being a very one-dimensional manager. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trying to play a style, a style of football that doesn't work with the players he has anymore. Um, I think, obviously... Obviously, Rangers coming back into the league, um, Aberdeen have done well to kind of finish second last season. Um, because, I mean, I watched I watched Rangers versus Villarreal yesterday and it was laughable. Both teams were utterly abominable. Um, but even Villarreal, Villarreal still created so many chances. Um, I don't, that's just me slagging Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Aberdeen, I think, are just a, a hard-working team, but they're very one-dimensional. Um, guys like Andrew Considine, I mean... But Andrew Constein has been at Aberdeen forever, and I've, I've, he's just one of those guys who, whatever winger we have that plays against him, is just absolutely educates on him on, on how to play football. And and that's the thing; they've got a lot of decent players. Gary McKay Stephen is he, you know, one of the most inconsistent wingers we've had of in contemporary time. Mm-hmm. Um, now again, again, really, really inconsistent. Um, obviously, Andrew Rooney, Andy, um, Andy, Andrew Rooney. Um, Adam, Adam Rooney um, has left. Uh, the, as I say, James Wilson. There's nothing about that Aberdeen team other than the fact that Graham Shinney's got the powers of a seagull um, that you know impresses me. Who's <laughs> <laughs> that? They've got a guy from like it was like a former kind of young starlet from England. Is it um, Maynard? Is that is that who they've got? Someone <laughs> he left like, last season. And also oh, did he leave? Aye, yeah. he's he's about forty five billion. <laughs> Literally, I think he's about 42 or something but no, Nicky Maynard left um, but yeah, I mean, so obviously this cup final is um, I agree with what you're saying Lindsay, um, but we can't get complacent, of course No, no, um, In terms of how, obviously we had the game against Rosenberg, what are you thinking up what are you thinking personnel wise because the, the big us. Yeah, for us, yeah because yeah, the big question yeah. is, it's the Brown question. Scott Brown came back um, against yeah, Rosenberg. I know. I know. And I, can we, can I we not call it the Brown question? Can we call it and, something else? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the Scott Brown in Celtic midfield question. There we go. There we go. I just call it the Brownie question. That's why. <laughs> why can you not call him Brownie? I don't understand. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I was actually quite surprised that he was... Um, that he featured last night, if I'm being honest. But I, I have a suspicion that he might bring him in to the game on Sunday. Uh, and I don't know how I feel about that. I feel Honestly, if we went with the same midfield as last night, 
I would be pretty pleased with it, if I'm being perfectly honest. I thought they played well together last night. Um, the thing that's kind of creeping in, I've kind of noticed a few folk on Twitter, and a couple of my mates as well, been texting and saying that they kind of wouldn't mind Roderick, like stepping out. You need new mates. You need new mates. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying my mates have texted get, me. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. I know. That's what I'm getting blocked. I don't understand <laughs> that at all. I, I find that really bizarre. Um, I don't know. I think. I think he will stick Brown in there, if I'm being honest. I think he'll go Brown, McGregor. Sorry, I'm just going to go for the midfield because I feel like we know the defence and the attack. So Brown, McGregor, Forrest, Christie, Sinclair. I think he'll. I think Rogers will go with that. So are you playing um, young uh, Christie in the, the ten space? Yes. Right. I'm not. I think that's what Rogers is going to do. That you but, think that's it? Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, what's your thoughts on the, the, the Brown question, Graham? I don't know. Like, for me, the, this season, I don't think McGregor had the best of starts to the season. And I think he's done really, really well since moving into that, that Brown role. So if we bring Brown back in, it moves... Kalmak out of the position that he's been playing really well in. And then if we I don't think he's gonna drop Kalmak because he's playing so well. So if he moves him into another position, then we're moving someone else out of out of a position. For me, it is easy the easiest decision for uh Rogers would be to drop Christie because he can say to Christie Ooh. I know, like but he can say to Christie, look, that's been a you've done fantastic start to your Celtic career. I'm gonna give you a rest. These guys have got much more kind of uh, money in the bank when it comes to their Celtic careers. We need to bring them back in, and then I'll bring you back in in the next few weeks. That would be the easiest decision, I think, for Rogers. But I don't know. Like, mate, I can't see him dropping Rogic because he mentioned after the uh, or before the uh, Rosenberg game how, if, despite uh, before Rogic's injured injury, he was actually performing really, really well. So. And Rogic is basically the slayer of Aberdeen over the last few years. You know, like again on the Aberdeen forums, they they despise Rogic because he just constantly destroys them. So for me, I think he'll, I think he'll go Rogic, McGregor, and Brown. I mean, listen, if you want a vampire slayer, you get Buffy. If you want an Aberdeen slayer, you get Tam. That's exactly. just how it works. Yeah. Um, I, I think it would be harsh to to drop Christie, but yeah. I get I, I get your point, Graham, about you know, the fact that Brown's coming in. I mean, what's your thoughts on Brown, Lindsay? Do you want him back? I know, I know you were saying, obviously, how difficult it is to kind of drop any of these guys who are doing so well, but you know, if you look at Brown, he is the skipper, he does have an influence. Would you bring him back as yeah. quickly as possible? Yeah. I, like, I, I want to see him back I just, I don't know if it's like maybe just too, like it's a big game. This is a big game. Everybody wants the, did I say it, treble, treble. Okay. <laughs> so like, it is a huge, huge game. And I just don't know if it's like too soon to just pop him in there. However, he will deal with Shinny and the likes without a, a bother at all. 
But I also feel like McGregor would do the exact same. So I, I don't know. I'm very undecisive in this, I know, but I, I would be pleased if he came back in. It wouldn't. I, I'd be pretty comfortable with it because I know he could absolutely do the job. But I would feel a bit gutted for like the likes, like if it was McGregor get moved back to out on the the uh, left. I think that'd be quite poor because he has played. This is, I think, that move. I think Graham did say like the move into the middle and dropping him into that deeper role is sort of kickstarted his season. Like he has, he didn't have the be- the best start to the year. Um, so I think it would be a shame to see him moved out of that position. But at the end of the day, it, it is, I suppose, Scott Brown's. If he's if he's ready and if he's fit, then yeah, I would play him. Why not? The problem is with uh, even if moving McGregor to the left wing, which I think some people may be tempted to say, I think like Sinclair's Sinclair's confidence is basically like hanging by a thread at the moment. Yeah. And if, if he was to be dropped after scoring, I think we'd be as well writing Sinclair off because and I think <clears throat> I've got a feeling uh, Rogers knows that as well. Like I think if we if we to get anything from Sinclair going forward, we need to. He needs to keep going in this run that he's on. Even if he's not performing that well, he's building up again. And I don't know, like, for me, uh, he's, he's more effective than he is good for the team at the moment. Even though he does the tracking back, he's more effective and he can get the goals. But yeah. I just, I can't, there's, there's, there's so many things I just can't see happening. And the only thing that I can see happening is uh, Christie being uh, being taken out. I don't, either Christie yeah. being taken out or just no changes at all. I mean, that's the only kind of thing I can see. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the to kind of hit on the, the point about McGregor in that role, we talk about how, you know, how well he's done since he's went into the middle. And I think you raise a good point, Graham, about the fact that he maybe didn't start the season well, but he's really developed into that role. Is coming up against Shinny the first time he's going to come up against a real fucking slogger who's going to kick him? And is that maybe the test he needs? McGregor to see if he can really... Because he's he's a very continental type of footballer anyway, Callum McGregor. He's very good technically. He's a good reader of the game. He's a good passer. Um, he's a little bit more cultured than Brown. Um, and so the biggest kind of question mark over him would have been, I think we've raised it on the podcast a couple of times, is you know coming up against Rangers at Ibrox where he's going to get kicked and he's going to be pressured and he's going to be stamped on. Shinny's in that mould. And it's a cup final. Part of me thinks... Play him, obviously, but bring Brown in just to. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm kind of torn because I'm like, do you know what? Fucking let him play in that role. Let him see. Let's see if he can do it. Let's see if he's got if he can take someone like Shinny. And by the way, I think he probably could. But there is that sort of. Is it the first time he could maybe not be as influential because he maybe he's got one eye on the other thing? So I mean, I'm I'm quite I'm quite open to bringing Brown back in to to kind of lead the team. But I'm I'm told. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think one of the big problems is that this is this is the best we've played since uh, Rogers' first season, and in, in, in the second season we were get, we were getting the wins, but it just wasn't as convincing. It wasn't as pretty, and maybe people are maybe people are putting us down to Brown being the difference. But I mean, Cham hasn't started the season that well either, so maybe bringing Brown in by himself 
is not going to see that much of a difference to the way that we're performing. I think a lot of people are thinking if we bring Brown in, it's just going to derail the way that we're playing. But, I mean, there's still going to be one of Christie, Rogic or uh, McGregor in there. It's it's just it's it's one of those things like in Football Manager where you'd want to save it before the game and then try both versions to see what happens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not that I do that or anything, but I've never done that. Have I told you about my legendary Aston Villa team? Can't believe you're Aston Villa. Do you have Alan Hutton in your team? He's 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 actually doing really well for me. Um, I, I played him in like a couple of preseason friendlies, and um, he, he got like nine stars, and I'm like, ah, this this won't last. Um, and <sighs> you're a disgrace. Uh, I, I do, I do. I, I'm embarrassed to say I do. Um, I've got que- we've got some questions, Lindsay. I'm going to hit you with question number one. Um, you kind of answered it already, but I'm going to ask, ask it again. Peacing and Cham, which is a terrific, terrific name on Twitter. Edwards or Griffiths? Edward didn't really stand out against Rosenberg. Griffiths looks like he's ready to go. Thoughts? Right. <laughs> I. Griffiths, well, this is, I'm actually a bit torn in who Rogers might play on Sunday because Griff did play in the game against Thistle and he scored. Correct me if I'm wrong, it was Thistle, right? And he scored. And then, like, I'm talking about the League Cup, by the way. Yeah. And then, who did we who did we play after that? He scored again and I forgot who on earth we were playing. Mm-mm, can't remember. Oh God, who was it? That's shocking. shocking. What heart? It was we, we played Hearts in the semi. Hearts. Yeah, I felt like he scored. He scored two goals in the League Cup, so maybe it was the Hearts game. He must have scored. That's really, really terrible knowledge. No, no, it, it wasn't back for Hearts, but there was a, who was the quarter final against? I know who was that against. That's what my was it St Johnston we played. Yeah, it was St Johnston. Yeah, right. So he scored. Right, I'm sure he scored against Thistle. And then against St. Johnson. So, you know, he's doing well in the League Cup. He's a great striker. Like he is and but he's been out for a while now, um, for issues that haven't really been made clear. Um obviously he made um a bit of a comeback like last night, but I, yeah, I, I'm still like French Eddie's biggest fan. I just think the guy's superb. It's not even like it's his movement off the ball. It's everything. He just comes and looks for the ball every time. Um, I just think his movement in and around the box fantastic. He's dangerous. Yeah, the, it's a great problem to have to have two like really good hungry strikers. It's great, but I just think the quality of Edward. French Eddie, yeah, is just like superb. Um, yeah, I think um, I think yesterday his hold up play was really good. Um, he played, he came deep. He wanted to receive the ball deep the way that Griffiths doesn't. I mean, yeah. they're two very they're two very different types of players. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a shame they can't play in the same team, which I don't think they can. Graham, thoughts? Uh, yeah, like I'm not a Griffiths fan. Uh, I don't think he's done enough for Celtic over the last couple of years. I don't think he's suited to one up front. Uh, I think he is a, a striker from the 1990s that he should be playing in a 4-4-2. And uh, Edward every single day of the week for me. Uh, I don't even think... For me, uh, Griffiths isn't even... 
Griffiths is a good option from the bench, but if Edward was to get injured, I'd want us to sign a replacement for him. Someone like him that can come deep, play the centre forward role, link play with other. When you've got when you've got three attacking mids behind a striker, what's the point of having a striker that doesn't link up with them? And that's essentially what Griffiths does. He just he just can't do that. It's just it's just not in his makeup. And um, I don't. Th- I think we'll be get, be in the market for a striker. Um, there's a boy at Leon who's just fallen out with their manager. Um, bring him home. Bring him home. Musa something. Um, ah, yeah. Who knows? I'll have a look. <laughs> uh, another question, and this is an interesting one. This is kind of looking ahead. Uh, Lindsay, I'll ask you this one as well. Do you think Scott Bain will also start ahead of Gordon in the Scottish Cup games? And who would you all prefer to play in goal for the Scottish Cup? Um, you know my answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I've we've both telegraphed both these questions for you at the start of the, the podcast. But give us a little bit more on your your hatred um, of Craig Gordon. <laughs> Is it because he came up for a corner against us? It's a strong word. I don't hate the guy. He just gives me really bad heart palpitations, and <laughs> it's just not healthy. Um, I I don't know. He just drives me insane. I feel like he struggles to catch a ball. He always <laughs> parries it. It dements me. His kickouts are pretty poor, to say the least. He's pulled off some fantastic saves, right? I can't. You can't knock him. He's he's pulled off some great ones, but I just think we we are a team that plays out from the back, and I just think Scott Bain on that front is better. Scott Bain can hold a ball and not just parry it in front of him and then catch it in his arms. You know, it just drives me bonkers. That's actually quite a good question about the will Scott Bain do the Scottish Cup games. I'm pretty sure did I think they spoke to Gordon last night about Bain. Um, obviously he's going to he's doing the League Cup final because he's did all the the Scottish League Cup games, um, thus far. But um, yeah, Gordon seemed to be quite disappointed that he was getting left out um, of Sunday's game. So I don't know. Maybe that might translate into him getting a, a game for the Scottish Cup. Yeah, I mean, but, well, that, that, it's interesting because the idea of having a cup keeper and a league keeper so yeah. isn't actually the, the worst idea. You know, give, give no. Bain the league in the Scottish Cup, give Gordon the league games and Europe. Um, yeah. You know, we're starting to sound like Rangers in the nineties by having two teams. Um, Graham, what what's your kind of thoughts on that? With uh, you know, maybe having Bain as your sort of cup keeper. I, I like the idea. I mean, he's twenty seven. Uh, Gordon's thirty six. If Celtic are considering, maybe that Bain will take over. I don't know if if they are, but if they're considering, Christ, Bain I hope not. See, I don't know. Like, part of me thinks. When it comes to the SPL, you have to ask yourself, how many times do we expect our goalkeeper to do well with his feet playing the ball out? And per game, you're talking about most of the game. How many times in a normal SPFL game are you expecting your goalkeeper to perform a save that Gordon would make and Ben wouldn't? For me, when it comes to domestic football, and it comes with, obviously, the, the Scottish Cup's included in that. I don't think we're going to lose much from having Ben in goals, but I think we're probably gain, going to gain quite a lot with his distribution. So I'm, I'm all for... I mean, even if it keeps him happy, like it's good to have a 
second choice that's fairly happy, you know what I mean? Like someone that's going to think there's a chance that I'm going to get a game, there's a chance that I can push this guy. And it keeps Gordon in his toys as well, because Gordon knows that. Because one of the comments, uh, I think the interview that uh, Lindsay was referring to, Gordon said something like, he's glad that he was told before the Rosenberg game, because then he knew it wouldn't have been based on his performance in the Rosenberg game. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, Ben being the kind of cut goalkeeper is going to keep Gordon on his toes to a certain extent. It's going to be the bane of his life, you could say. Oh, Jesus, no. No. <sighs> My name is Scott Bain, and I'm the best... Shut up. Um, I, I just want to make... I'll make one point about Bain. He, he can't save shots. <laughs> Okay. Do <laughs> you know? See what I want from a goalkeeper. I want a goalkeeper who's going to sh- stop a shot that's hit at him. You, and, you sound like uh, Derry Johnson. Yeah, listen, DJ. That's that's that was my nickname. <laughs> when I, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, listen, see Scott Bain. Scott Bain is. Uh, I think he's a good goalkeeper, and I'm as you say, having a happy number two that is, you know good to come in for League Cup games or, you know, the odd league game is fine. And he fits that profile. He does not fit the profile of a Celtic number one. Um, Having a a happy number two should be the name of the pod. Oh, Jesus. Get your mind (laughs) out of the toilet, Bruni. (laughs) (laughs) The fact fact is, Scott Bain, though, is... See the point you make about how many times do we kind of save and need a goalkeeper to make golden saves in SPFL? It's a fair point. However... Um, I've not seen Bain under enough pressure. I've not seen him in enough pressurised games. I saw him at pressure in pressurised games at Parkhead for Dundee, where he absolutely effed it a couple of times. I saw him playing for Aloha, where he made an absolute knob of it. So, you know, I've seen him make absolute... St- I see all my uh, different words for messing up there. That was a mm-hmm. phone. I like that. Yeah. Good. Um, until I can see, until I can see until Bain goes to Tynecastle and puts in a really convincing performance, or I know he played at Ibrox last season, but he's still Morelis. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Morelis, you know what I mean? No, I mean that's the insight and analysis of the ninety <laughs> minutes, Nick Morelis. Now what I mean? Uh, <laughs> But anyway, so we're just going to finish finishing up here um, with the Scottish Cup, um, Scottish League Cup final, Celtic versus Aberdeen. Um, so, Lindsay, you said your midfield would be Forrest, Brown, Callum McGregor, um, uh, Christie, and was it Sinclair on the left? Well, I think that would be Rogers. Mine would actually be. I'm sorry, I'm going to mix you up here, but I'm actually oh, going Forrest. Um, Brown, McGregor, Roger Sinclair. Is that, have I, is that the right number of people? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. essentially, you you think that Rogers is going to drop Tam and keep uh, Christie, um, but you'd like Rogers to keep Tam and drop Christie. Yeah, I mean that's a bit brutal to drop Christie, but I think yeah. I can, I can see your reason. Um, yep. Graham, what's your midfield? Um, my midfield would be to keep it the same. That's the one I, I would go for. Uh, I don't think he... I, I'm kind of torn. I don't think he will. I think Brown will come back in, but I, I would keep it the same, I think. Um, yes, I would 
probably keep it the same as well. Yeah. This would be one where, as I mentioned, I think I'd like to see McGregor come up against a real clicker like um, Shinny and just outplay him. Don't don't raise to his, his bait, just outplay him. Um, Defence-wise, we're looking at Lustig, Benkovic, Boyat and Tierney, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, like... One of the things, uh, just before we move on, uh, one of the things that's really good about this kind of generation is, I don't know if you you were the same, Gil, but like, see, when we were going through the kind of uh, Martin O'Neill years, when it got to cup cup semis and cup finals, and you were given these automatic tickets in the home ticket scheme, and you were going to semi-finals against Air United, it just didn't seem that that important at that point, even though we were we were winning competitions and we were losing some, and it didn't seem as important. Now with this kind of the idea of a a treble treble. And we're going for the ten in a row. The pressures, just the kind of expectancy and excitement, and the pressures on every single match. And we've now got five centre mids going for three positions. It's just so much. There's so much to kind of enjoy about Celtic at the moment, and just so much to enjoy about seeing this kind of the the competition involved. I mean, it's probably the only position in the the, the park where we have the competition. But it's yeah. great to see. Yeah, I think the um, Sinclair. I still don't think he's playing it. As for for me, I, I would be looking to bring in a left side winger in January because, as much as he scored and as much as he's been playing better, I he's just he's such a frustrating player now. He's went from being fantastic to pretty brutal to now. I just he just frustrates me because he'll do two or three really great things and then he'll do two or three. Like the time yesterday, there was two times he broke, and um, just these utterly wayward passes or wayward crosses into the box, and it's like, you know, I'm not going to bring it down to to wages, but you're making five times as much as players on this pitch. Do you know what I mean? So five times is too much. <laughs> I think I think for me is similar to similar to Chris Commons, and I'm I'm sorry, Sinclair, I'm sorry. But it's, it's similar in that Chris, when Chris Commons was scoring, that was fantastic. When he wasn't scoring, it wasn't it wasn't nice to watch. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't it wasn't having nice kind of interplay or anything like that. It was just kind of standing on the pitch, and that's essentially what Sinclair's doing at the moment. But the problem we have is he's probably the highest paid player at the at the club, and we can either try and get him back to his best. Or we can put him into the second second string of the team and bring someone else in and pay his wages for the next two or three years. And for a club that has to kind of watch every pound, that just seems like it's going to be a, a costly kind of thing to do. Um, final question for Lindsay again. Um, we're, we're really grilling you here um, with your podcast debut. Um, Ewan Mushet asks, will Benkovic have enough pockets to keep all the Aberdeen players in? Uh, oh, Benkovic. What's your kind of thoughts on Benkovic, Lindsay? Oh, adore. I absolutely adore him. Uh, no, that not shared. Oh. Love him. Oh. Love him. Absolutely yes. love him. I mean, I, yes, he's, he's need to give me something more than silence. This is <laughs> very well, Let me express yourself. That's, uh, listen, yeah, you're doing very well. You're doing very well on your, on your debut. So. Thank you very much. Um, no, I, I huge fan. I think he's fantastic. Just, just, yeah. <laughs> Everything in his stride, just great to watch, very composed. 
moves the ball on, keeps things simple. Yeah. Uh, what was the question was, will he have enough pockets? Is that the question? Yeah, will he have enough pockets? Um, absolutely. <laughs> like, he's, yeah. Essentially, uh, yeah. essentially. Essentially, he's just one big giant pocket, isn't he, really? Yeah, that's it. That's, that's all he needs. Like, a, like, <laughs> yeah. a, like a kangaroo, just put it in a pouch in the front. <laughs> yeah. Again, yes. again, Graham, you've made it really weird. Um, <laughs> really, really weird. Um, but, I, you know, it's a shame that it's take, after all the kind of trials and tribulations of, you know, Boyata, Champions League, um, Samurovic, you know, not kind of cutting the mustard, etc. Um, Ayer, obviously, with his kind of injury, and he's obviously one for the future. But it's a shame that we've stumbled upon probably our best centre half pairing since Reaper and Stubbs. Yeah, uh, definitely. And uh, it's the thing that one of the, one of the interesting things about it is Bayata was making grave mistakes in like February, March of. 2018 when we played was it the game at Ibrooks where we won 3-2 and he basically yeah. stood in the ball yes he did Yeah, I mean he was like untrustworthy this calendar year but he's just totally, he's turned his Celtic career around even though he's probably going to be leaving like he's peaked at such a a good time for him but like not a great time for us because if he'd peaked maybe a year before that we would have, we would have extended his contract uh, but both of them Absolutely uh, dynamite at the back. It's, it's it's wonderful to see. It really is. Um, we're finishing up at this point. Um, uh, this has been our kind of preview podcast. I just want to get some predictions. Um, Lindsay, I'm going to start with you. What is your prediction for the Scottish League Cup final season 2018-2019? Celtic versus Aberdeen, Hampden Park, three o'clock kickoff on Sunday, the 2nd of December. There. Uh, I think we will win 3-1. I'm going to throw Aberdeen a bone, say they'll get a goal. I think give them none. <laughs> <laughs> I think French Eddie and Jamesy Forrest, I think Forrest might get a wee brace actually. Oh, Guys, he's on fire. He is on fire, uh, Forrest fire. Um, and um, Graham, what's your predictions? 4 now. Fuck him. Jesus Christ, fuck him. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Who's, who's your um, who's your goal scorers? Uh, I'm going to go for uh, a Rogic brace, Alexander brace, and uh, Edward goal and Griffiths to come off the bench to get the fourth. Um, I'm going to say four nil as well. Two for Griffiths, two for Forrest, and in the words of uh, the safety manuals, brace, brace. Oof. That's, um, that's, worse, that's worse than the whole Ben incident. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, um, awful. Um, can I, can yeah. I ask a question before we go? Uh, I, I just thought of it as we were, we were speaking about Boyata and the Champions League. Do you Have either of you enjoyed our European adventures this year more than you would have if it had been the Champions League? Lindsay, you might go first. Uh, uh... It's, hard, it's hard to admit, isn't it? It's yeah. hard to kind of talk about I feel like if this was the champion, if, if at this stage we were in the Champions League, we would not be waiting. We wouldn't be like sitting on the last game, waiting to see if we if we draw this or we win this, we can go through. I don't think that would be the case. I, I just think the Champions League's 
just a too strong at the minute. Uh, it's kind of luck of the draw, I suppose. But I think I, I do think there has been a bit of excitement about the Europa League. Um, it's I, just... I, I think you nail it when you say luck of the draw because there are two Champions League groups that if we were in, there are two Champions League groups that I don't think are that much stronger than the group we're in. I can't remember them offhand right now. Um, but uh, maybe the AK Athens Ajax group who else is in yeah. that? Um, there's one, I think there's another one as well, where I look at it and I think to myself, if we were in those groups, we could compete and we'd mm-hmm. do well. Um, but you know we would have got the Liverpool group or we would have got the Borussia Dortmund group. Like, the, the, the fact is, no matter no matter that, that group, we will never get that group. We will always get the Barcelona group or the fucking Bayern Munich group. Mm-hmm. So the fact is, I have thoroughly enjoyed this, yeah. this Europa League um, campaign. Um, thrilled to go into every game with a little bit of optimism. Sometimes that optimism's over the top, um, like Leipzig away, like Salzburg away. But just there is still something magical about Celtic Park. There is still something magical about a European night at Celtic Park. And you know, I this has been a tumultuous um, group um, that has wrought us all of the emotions. And uh, yeah, good, good question, Graham. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, are you? Are you the same? I like uh, obviously. See, if we'd started the season the way that we started the season, I think we could have got some batterings in the, in a Champions League group. See, the first kind of two or three games that where we didn't really kind of get going, I think we could have been totally pumped by teams if we'd come against come up against some big ones. Uh, I've enjoyed this. Like as far as I'm concerned, uh, Leipzig and Salzburg are both Champions League teams. Yes. Uh, so we've we've really kind of been tested against that, and I like Leipzig sitting third above Bayern and uh, the Bundesliga at the moment. Uh, what uh, it's going to be amazing if we can knock them out of the Europa League. That's just going to be fucking brilliant. It'll be amazing when we not fuck at them. Aye, I can't even. Uh, exactly. Honestly, and on that bombshell. Uh, Lindsay, uh, your debut I thought was classy. It was um, refined, and uh, we'll get you on again. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Graham. Oh, tap. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, Graham, I'm Chris Gallagher. We're the 90 Minute Cynic, and we'll speak to you down the road.
Wait a 